Welcome to episode 245 of the Active Photographer podcast, your behind-the-scenes glimpse into the day-to-day life of a working professional photographer, with me, Giles Babbage. Amid a very hectic past seven days, I once again headed off to the outdoor trade show in Warwickshire. For those that don't know, this is a yearly event, which gives me a great opportunity to catch up on many of the latest developments in the outdoors world. As ever, I had a really productive time at the show, and in this episode, I'm talking about everything from my camping setup whilst there, to who I talked with, and what new products particularly caught my eye. So welcome, one and all, to The Active Photographer, episode 245. just about five to five in the afternoon and as I record this I am sat in my car going along the uh, M40 heading back down country down towards the south coast. Now I have just spent a few days up at Stoneleigh Park in Warwickshire and the reason I've been there is because once again it has been the outdoor trade show. Now, a lot of you who listen regularly and know about the show and know that I go there every year will quite rightly question why I am going in July. Because, of course, the show usually is in September. But for this year's event, there was a decision by the organisers after speaking to the exhibitors that they were going to bring the show uh, forward. Whether that remains the case for the next Uh, instalment of the show, the next one, who knows. Anyway, first of all, a quick apology. If I sound a little bit uh, funny, my voice sounds a bit different, I'm just getting over the tail end of a bug, so I'm a little bit uh, off uh, off my best. If I do suddenly get a coughing fit, I will, just for a change, stop speaking and then edit out the coughing, because no one wants to hear that and I do have a bit of a dry throat. Anyway, that's all just hot air. Let's talk about why I've been up to the show. A lot of you know that I do uh, gear test and review work and those reviews go out on the active photographer but before the the write-ups actually are published you will often see lots of coverage on um, my Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that sort of thing. There might even be videos on YouTube. But the show gives me a chance to catch up with a lot of the manufacturers and the people that... Oh, I've also got my sat-nav talking at me as well. Um, It gives me a chance to catch up with the powers that be at these companies to discuss new developments in their product lineup. uh, If I have specific... um, requirements and I think they might have a solution I can raise those with them and discuss that uh, but other times it's it's just nice to have a catch up with people that I haven't seen for 
maybe a year. A lot of them I will have a bit of um, contact throughout the year via Twitter or Instagram, for example. Uh, But it's just a really good, uh, if you want to use the word networking, it's a really good networking opportunity for me. And just a chance to catch up with people who I get on well with, uh, both professionally and on a more uh, low-key, slightly less formal um, basis. So maybe I'll talk a bit in a moment about some of the uh, high... Maybe I'll turn that sat-nav down. Bear with me. I'm just trying to turn off here and someone's not letting me go. There we go. So, yes, maybe I'll talk a bit about some of the highlights, some of the companies that it was particularly interesting to talk to, um, some of the products that they uh, showed me. Hang on a second. This is scintillating audio, I'm sure you'll agree. You're listening to my uh, sat-nav man. Uh, Yes, so, before I talk about products and brands and what have you, I want to tell you about my accommodation. Because a lot of these trade shows, whether they are at Birmingham's NEC or London's Excel Centre or... um, Stony Park or any of these places. Of course, if you go away for a few days, you're not going to travel two, three, four, however many hours each day back and forth. Of course, that's a ridiculous uh, sort of notion. But there is the option at Stony Park to camp out rather than staying at the lodge that's there. Uh, hotel uh, or a local uh, B&B or something like that and you know making a saving on the cost of it is is always nice uh, and it only costs me each year it costs me £10 per night which is great and it's kind of a kind of a bit of a bit of an irony and I, I had this conversation with a few people over the past few days The irony is, this is a show dedicated to the outdoors, to products which are designed to allow people to enjoy the outdoors, be comfortable, have fun, um, stay warm, dry, well fed, nourished, um, all that sort of thing. But the, the irony here is, Very few people actually camp out, and especially the exhibitors. Now, don't get me wrong, I appreciate with exhibitors, they're on their feet all day, they're at their stands, they're talking, they're uh, booking meetings, they're um, signing uh, sort of like orders and all this sort of thing. So, you know, having the creature comforts at the end of the day is very nice. For example, when I go to the NEC for the photography show, of course I stay in a hotel uh, because of the nature of the beast. As far as I'm aware, there's nowhere right there on site to camp out if you particularly wanted to camp out. Um, But a colleague and I were saying 
we we review kit and a lot of the people whose kit we review a lot of them are at the show and we jokingly or maybe half jokingly say you should come and join us come and camp out with us come and have a glass of wine with us in the evening and the the reaction from people goes from what you're camping to oh oh, I hadn't thought of that some people are just downright dismissive of it which is fair enough but here's the interesting this time uh, the interesting thing this time rather than taking a tent I decided to take a hammock and tarp and so did uh, a colleague of mine um, a chap called Dave Mycroft who runs My Outdoors Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes go for his website myoutdoors.co.uk um and we set up base and we were all uh, also joined last night just for one evening in her hammock by a lovely lady called Kath who runs Outdoor People who's a, a lovely independent uh, shop in uh, Nestle Market in London again there'll be a link in the show notes do you know what even on the first night where it was pouring down with rain and really quite blustery and on the second night where it was absolutely still, you could have heard a pin drop, it was so quiet there. I was so comfortable sleeping there under my tarp, in my hammock. Why people wouldn't want to at least give it a go, I don't know. Now, a lot of people, we've talked about this as well, a lot of people were, you know, they, they have a bad experience when they're younger or they. <clears throat> they hear something um, and it's enough to put them off that's fair enough whatever but if it's just the fact you've never tried it then why not but it would be so nice to have some of these manufacturers whose products maybe we are actually testing if we would say do you know what we're going to be at the show Um, we've already got this uh, product whatever it might be tent or tarp or whatever on uh, on review why don't you come and spend one evening pitch up with us we can have a chat we have a catch up uh, give you some feedback there and then I think that is a really nice idea it's, there's a social aspect it's a more um, informal way of doing business if you were to put a, a harder uh, edge on it um, and it sounds as though we are probably going to get and of course a lot can happen between now and then but it sounds as though at the next event next year's event we may well have six people joining us whether they will be from manufacturers or whether they'll just be fellow um, journalists photographers, writers, what have you who knows but it was quite, you know it was quite interesting to see people's reaction if you follow me on Instagram and Twitter you will have seen all the various comments and the feedback and we posted or Dave posted a picture of the food that he was eating on the first night and what I was eating and just very light-hearted put it to the vote you know which would you rather have and it was very interesting to see the feedback we were getting from both professional contacts people in the industry and those that are like many of you who follow what I do keen enthusiasts when it comes to photography or the outdoors or uh, bushcraft or or whatever you know 
very interesting. But I was lovely and comfortable. Uh, had a great time in the evenings there. Um, yeah, it was it was great. So the theory is that for next year, we're just all going to be in our hammocks, you know, because um, it was just great. Really, really good. So that's the first thing I wanted to um, briefly sort of run over because a lot of you like to hear about when I am camping, what kit I'm using. To give you a very brief rundown, very simple setup, um, I was trying out a DD Hammocks Superlight tarp, which was the first time that I'd used it. That's actually a three by three meter uh, ripstop uh, tarp, and it performed well, it was good. Um, I also had a Tenth Wonder hammock, with a DD Hammocks under blanket or under quilt as some people call it. Uh, it basically is a way to keep my backside warm so that the cold doesn't sort of travel through my back in the night and make me uncomfortable. On top of me, uh, because when I use an under blanket, I don't use a sleeping mat in there um, and I don't sleep in a sleeping bag because by doing so you would be compressing the the fill so I use down sleeping bags so compress it and you wouldn't get the benefits of the uh, the warmth properties there I use a down sleeping bag opened up and tucked in down the sides over the top of me and this time around I was using a product which is soon to have its write up it's made by a company called uh, Hill Venture and it's uh, a down filled sleeping bag it's like a I believe it's a two season, so sort of like, uh, or two or three season, spring, summer uh, sort of bag. Lovely and warm, really nice. Um, yeah, it, it worked, it worked really well, actually. Um, what else can I tell you? That was basically the setup. Uh, I can't immediately think of anything else. So that's, that's the camping side of things. In terms of photography, um, the only pictures I took along the way were all shot on my uh, camera. They're shot on my iPhone. Number of reasons. One, I didn't want to be um, weighed down with my DSLRs. There was no real need. Two, uh, convenience. The phone is just there and I can say to people, oh, can I just take a quick snap? Let's do that. And three, perhaps the biggest one, I could just upload those pictures straight away to my social media channels. And... If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I've been doing more and more uh, Instagram stories. I try to do one every day. And so there was that running sort of back-to-back each day. Um, It was a shame, actually. I I got up there on the first day. I got up there with only a couple of hours left of the uh, opening hours remaining. Um, For a number of reasons, I was was delayed um, setting off. But... What was interesting this year was it wasn't until um, towards the end of the second day or or the whole of the third day today, which actually closed at th- uh, three o'clock rather than six, as is the case with the other days. Uh, what was different this year was that I actually didn't get, until that later time, I didn't really see many of the stands because... I was having lots of conversations just kind of bumping into people or, for example, I spend time in the press office. 
I was I had a deadline coming up which I had to uh, complete on so I sat in the press office with my computer and the Wi-Fi and I just tied up loose ends and got that submitted for a magazine um, that actually was uh, and this will give you if you're a regular listener uh, keep this in mind remember this that was the feature that I was recently on location in Dorset uh, researching and um, putting together that won't be coming out for a couple of months so that the lead time on uh, on it is you know it's fair um, so I had to get that done but whilst I was there of course you get chatting to people and for example there was a lady there who uh, I could see that she had a branded t-shirt and it was for uh, one of the outdoor magazines uh, a magazine coincidentally that I've for some time been thinking oh shall I approach them I wonder what sort of thing they'd be interested in and I never until this point have had a conversation with them specifically so when I saw that she was there I struck up struck up a conversation and was told oh yeah the editor is here you know we'll um you know uh, if I see him I'll, I'll let him know and maybe introduce you if, if I see you and what have you we exchange details Anyway, a little bit later, uh, later in the day or what have you, I was um, I was in the press office again, and uh, oh, actually, I think I was still there thinking about it. I was still still there working on uh, some some things, some emails or something, and um, lady came in and she said, "Oh, let me introduce you to da 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 the editor." So we had a nice chat and got some ideas together, exchanged details, and I'm going to be um, submitting a few ideas, which is nice. Also, I was able to catch up with editors of magazines that I write for already, and because at this time of year, um, a lot of people, I guess, don't realise, you know, running a magazine takes a lot of effort, of course, but a lot of planning. You don't just think, oh, right, the next uh, edition, the next issue comes out in two weeks' time, what shall we do? Of course you don't do that. You plan in advance. But what a lot of people don't realise is that now, in July, these magazines are putting together the print schedule the um uh the calendar the the features and content calendar for next year's the whole of next year's um run of magazines so the 12 12 monthly editions and if there are seasonal specials like spring or summer or what have you um and i'm i'm aware of that and there's a magazine that i've written for a few times through this year that often Anywhere between now and, say, I don't know, September, maybe? Possibly October. In the past, I have submitted ideas that much later. Um, and the ideas have been signed off and had the OK, given my deadlines, what's required, uh, word counts and all that sort of thing, um, that far in advance. So maybe... August, September time for articles which are appearing at a similar time during the year, uh, the following year. So it's interesting to catch up with people, as I say. Um, uh, but as a result of these conversations, which I wasn't expecting to have, I had, you know, you, you do have some appointments. Uh, some some companies I deal with, I, I contact, I'm in contact with them in advance, and I say, I'm going to be here across the whole show, or this day, or what have you, um, and they say, oh, can we meet up, and we'll work out a day and a time, and that's all good. 
other times it's a case of just swinging by, fitting in, uh, fitting in. It's all very, you know, sort of less formal because we know that we'll just do it as we go go along, and that's great. Um, so it was, like I say, it was it was a very productive few days. Actually, there's um, there's a lot of um, progress and development being made both on test review products, stuff that uh, is set to be sent to me for review, for me to have a look at, um, magazines, I've got probably another, oh I guess, what, three or four um, magazines which I've been aware of uh, but n- so far not approached that I've now got to get some ideas together and approach, so that's good. So it's it's been really good. So I feel within myself, I feel that I've made really good progress this year, given that I basically lost one day at the start of the show. Um, but I guess if you want to talk about strategy of running a business, whether that's being a photographer and writer or um, just self-employed, a freelance, of course I talk variously about the freelance life as well, all that sort of thing. Um, you know, you have to put the effort in. And as people often say, it's, uh, if you read any of these business books, what have you, people talk about success stories and all that sort of thing. It takes years to become an overnight success. Now, when I say an overnight success, you can take that to be a runaway success where the world knows who you are and your product has gone you know, interstellar, you've sold millions of units and all this thing, or in a relative fashion, a success to you might be that you are um, seen to be someone worth paying attention to within your industry, uh, someone worth listening to. Um, But, you know, you have to put the effort in. So for me, uh, where it is, I'm driving along, it's telling me the outside temperature is 23 degrees. According to my sat-nav, I've got about an hour and a half still to go. Um, my day doesn't stop as soon as I get home, I've still got stuff to do. I've got other stuff to get in place for things that are coming up over the coming days. I mean, it never stops. Um, have I got it all sorted? Have I got it everything running like clockwork? No, of course I haven't. There's stuff that happens, stuff that gets in the way. Um, you know, I've, I felt pretty ropey. The, 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 the day or two before I set off up to the show, um, <clears throat> I picked up this bug. Had a, ri- had a sore throat, started to get a bit, little bit sniffly and like the first signs of it and I thought, oh, this is the last thing I need. You're going to spend three days at a trade show, non-stop talking to people. The last thing you want is a dry, sore throat. But you can't let that stop you. I was prepared. I had water and, and, and all that sort of thing, paracetamol and all, all that. And you make the effort and you hopefully impress upon, uh, impress upon people by putting in your appearance, you know, you, you turn up. So I was listening to something on a podcast the other day, uh, 
where these people were talking about you you need to uh, show up, not just turn up. Which, on the surface, you think, well, isn't that the same thing? But think of it like a regular scenario. You can turn up to work in your office, but to show up in this uh, definition is to be seen to really make the effort. You know, so, for example, your boss might say, oh, I want you in, in the office um, at 8.30 tomorrow morning, got to make a, an extra early start or 7 o'clock or whatever. Yeah, whatever. If you come in early, on time, and you bring everyone a coffee, some would say that is showing up. That is going the extra mile, making an effort to, you know, uh, to, to do something just a bit better than simply turning up. It's quite an interesting concept. Um, but let's just talk a little bit about some of the uh, things that I saw just to finish off um, this recording. Uh, there were the usual things, manufacturers dealing with tents and sleeping bags and rucksacks and clothes and all of that. But I'm going to give you a couple of examples of some very worthwhile and interesting conversations that I had. So, you will know that I recently went to Dorset and did this week-long camping trip as a family camping trip. Now, for that, I have on review a family-sized tent that Van Gogh sent me for the purpose of review. We had already um, started to arrange this this time, this well, I say this time last uh, last year, September, the last outdoor trade show. I had a number of conversations with a number of people, and and in those conversations, there was a lot of feedback and um, opinion and um, banter, shall we say? It was all very friendly, uh, back and forth from both sides of the uh, of the equation. I highlighted a few features which I liked and there were also a couple of features where I essentially said, why did you do this? Uh, what, I, I don't understand. What was, the, what was the reasoning? What was the thinking behind um, designing this feature to be like this? And, you know, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't like said aggressively. It wasn't offhand or anything. It was. I I always approach it in in the in the view that do you know what I might have missed something. I'm not a product designer. There must be a very good reason why this has been done, and I will save the exact details until the review, or maybe the first look of the review. But one of the. Uh, things I highlighted was to do with uh, the sleeping compartment and it was very interesting to hear that quite a few people had said the same thing apparently and for the 2018 model they have done away with that design and they've gone back to something else or or gone on to a better uh, solution. So, yeah, it was really interesting to kind of... Yeah, it's always interesting to, to hear both sides of, of the story. Um, what else can I tell you about? Um, 
there was so so a lot of these companies of course a lot of you will know but not everyone maybe understands the process which is absolutely fine you, you wouldn't necessarily of course a lot of these brands a lot of them go through a distributor and the distributor might have on their books they might have I don't know 12 different uh, brands that they they represent they, that they deal with uh, and one example um, that uh, some people that I deal with they uh, they handle clean canteen the kind of flasks and things uh, they also work with buck knives um, open L knives uh, night eyes the people that make espinas and all these nice little clips and little lights and things but they also deal with Leatherman the multi-tool company and I've toyed with the idea of getting a Leatherman many many times never quite got around with it uh, around to it I kind of I've looked at what's in the product book to see um, you know what would be best suited and this that and the other and it's been suggested that I could look at one for review and all this sort of thing. Anyway, when I was talking to the, the person concerned, I just casually dropped into uh, the conversation that I've never owned a Leatherman. Although I've toyed with the idea quite a few times. And to say that this person's eyes lit up would be, well, actually very accurate. Um... And they said, wow, this is like, you're like a, a, a blank sheet. I said, yeah, sell me on the system. Tell me what's so good about this one versus this one. But obviously it's specific to my use. So there are some, there's some models which would be fantastic for, oh, there we go. There would be uh, some models which are perfect for people that are maybe in, military or there was an example I heard about someone who's a, a, a plumber so there are functions that are particularly uh, useful but uh, various um, functions on these are not it's not that they wouldn't be useful but they wouldn't be I might not use use half of the functions there uh, a bit like a camera if you have a camera with so many bells and whistles and all the rest of it um, you're paying for stuff that you won't use anyway so the upshot of that is, uh, I'm going to be looking at a Leatherman uh, tool, which is quite exciting. But this same uh, distributor also deals with uh, BioLite, the people that make the uh, BioLite stoves and stuff. They've just brought out a new um, light, which is perfectly suited to, uh, like, at your, what you might call base camp, you know, at your, your base when you're out and about family camping especially and it's all like um it it has an app that you can control it with and it's got usb charging ports on it and all this sort of thing and um i'm going to be very very soon going to be getting the ball rolling with uh with these things um so that was nice but you know i i often say to people uh, these people that i've dealt with for a long time i don't have to I don't have to give them the, <clears throat> I don't know, the backstory, the sales pitch, what have you, because they understand, they already know. But for anyone that doesn't know, I tell them, <clears throat> the active photographer, 
is essentially a website that at its core is centred around behind the scenes of what I do. You guys know this because you're listening to the podcast. You are right in there. But as I say to these people, there's uh, kit reviews, there's the podcast, there's um, advice stuff, there's videos and all this sort of thing. Um, But it's always nice to, to meet new brands, people that I've not spoken to before. Some people that I might be aware of the brand but never spoken to them. Or at OTS there is a uh, a new now what is it they call it uh, new business or new company section where it's very small stands at the edge of one of the halls people that are just bringing their product to market and there's some very interesting things there I'll give a shout out to a company called Backpacker there'll be a link in the show notes and there are uh, various items of clothing but they're <coughs> Standout uh, product is actually a um, multi, yeah, a multifunctional hammock system. Uh, and I'll say no more at the moment, but I'm due to have one on review. Very excited to have a look at that. Um, just the fact that how it com- compacts down. A lot of good things have been said about it. People were really picking up on it at the show. Um, who else? Uh, just before I wrap up who else can I tell you about um who else is there ah okay let's finish off bringing it right full circle back to photography so I will put a link in the show notes but a number of years ago do you remember if you're a regular follower or long term listener do you remember me writing about talking about um, some pictures that I shot for a company called Michael. Uh, I did some display imagery for ISPO in Germany. It was a big uh, show. They needed imagery to be on their like exhibition panels. Well, I did those shots, talked about it, and all the rest of it. And this year, they have reused some of the pictures. They're perfectly functional. They um, you know, their product lineup doesn't change a lot, so the pictures are not out of date, the products are still current. But they had uh, one, two, uh, I think three or four pop up display banners, which I'd not seen before. And it was really nice to see my images being used, They're the client getting their money's worth still. Um, but, you know, the first thing I did, of course, was to take shots on my phone and uh, I put something on my Instagram stories to say hey look nice to see my pictures there um that was really good so even when i'm in the midst of having these conversations about primarily the outdoors and the kit that will work or is worth looking at uh, for me i'm always reminded about the photography aspect first and foremost you know and i'm always looking at the imagery that's there and i don't often kind of pitch my services as a photographer people know where I am and, and what have you but it's just nice to see those pictures and have a bit of a, a catch up it's really good so there we go it's uh, you know still a bit of a drive ahead I am currently I, I, I mustn't feel smug but for the last 10 minutes maybe as I've been driving along, and I'm, I'm going along at, well, I'm just behind a van at the moment, trying to pull out into the right-hand lane, but 
uh, I have basically been going along at 70 miles an hour and for the last almost 10 minutes it's just almost at a standstill traffic on the other side I do feel sorry for them and I mustn't feel smug just in case we get snarled off in something this side so I've still got a bit of a drive ahead all I'm going to do once I'm back is um, just dump everything maybe have a bit of a sort out I've got things that need just airing out like the tarp kit and there are a few bits which are still damp which uh, most of it's all dry it'll be fine if I just left it but you should always err on the side of caution so I'm going to sort that out uh, catch up with my family because I haven't seen them for a few days and then think about the days ahead and uh, what's coming up for the rest of the month and the month beyond that and the month beyond that Uh, so like I say there will be (coughs) links to everything that I've talked about sort of all the um the company's products and and all that sort of thing as ever if you've got any questions about anything I've talked about whether it's freelance stuff uh, the business of being a photographer whether it's products products I use or places I go what I find useful all that sort of thing you can always ask but for now I will leave it there of you on Instagram, look out for some of my highlights from the show which I'll be sharing in the coming days. You can check out all the show notes to this and other week's shows at theactivephotographer.com. If you'd like to get in touch directly, don't forget I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Giles Babbage. There's the Facebook page, facebook.com slash theactivephotographer. Or of course, send me a good old-fashioned email, giles at theactivephotographer.com. So thanks for listening everyone. Take care, have a great week, and I will speak to you all very soon.